This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. We all know that race is a made-up construct. Race, being black or white, that's all made up. I've known this for a while, but I've recently picked up a book. It's actually, I got a review copy of a book called Passionate for Justice, Ida B. Wells as Prophet for Our Time. It is written by Catherine Meeks and Nibs Straup. I'm going to have them on my radio show on Sirius XM Urban View. But in this book, they actually broke down the origins of race and, and who started it. Because I always said, like, who who came up with it? How, is it somebody they were sitting in a room with a couple people and they're like, I got it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to create the stratus and we're going to put black people at the bottom so that we can always pimp off of the great work that they put out. And that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> so it was a guy named Carl Linnaeus. Carl Linnaeus, who writes under the, the name Carolus Linnaeus. He fancied himself an expert in Latin, you know, Carolus Linnaeus. And he was a botanist. He was um, a, an actual medical doctor and a zoologist. And he came up with the first classification of human beings. Before him, we were just people. People from different countries. So you had the Romans, the Greeks, the Thieves, the Africans, the Egyptians, the 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 um, the the Dahomeys, the 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 Zulus. That you know, people were in their tribes. They had their different um, ethnicities, of course, but they were not black and white. That was that came from this guy in the 1700s, and I'll give you the exact date, actually, according to this book, 1738. 1738. Carl Linnaeus, also known as Carolus Linnaeus, um, from Sweden. <laughs> he classified four groups of humanity. First, on the top of the food chain, the Homo Europaeus. The Homo Europaeus. I think I'm doing that correctly. Europaeus. And he categorized them not just with a name, but he also gave them characteristics, right? So the Homo Europaeus were light, lively, inventive, and ruled by rights. R-I-T-E-S, like rights rituals. They're ruled by righteousness. They're ruled by laws. Below the Homo Europaeus, of which, ironically, Carl Linnaeus is a member of. <laughs> ha, I'm gonna get to that in a second. Beneath the Homo Europaeus is the Homo Americanus, and they're known for being tenacious, contented, free, ruled by custom. Below the Homo Americanus was the Homo Asiaticus. Asiaticus. They were stern, haughty, stingy, ruled by opinion. And then below that, the Homo after. Yes, after, not Africanus, not African, not African. Homo after. Hmm. And here's what they're known for being cunning, slow, negligent, and ruled by caprice, which is the capriciousness is, you know, fro folly, frivolousness, uh, not really stable. Um, you know, they can do this thing one day and do the next, do another thing the next thing, next day. Uh, not very stable people. And I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the homo after, because I, I guess that's the group that I'm in. So I'm going to focus on that group. Um, first of all, to name them after, like you came before, f right there, you know, there's something wrong with this man's, um, history. Africa is the seat of, of humanity. It is the birthplace of human beings. It is the birthplace of civilization. 
All things come through Africa, which is why all things are coming through Africa today. Africa has no lack. Everything that you need in the world is in Africa, even the thing that's in your phone that you're listening to this on right now. There would not be a cell phone without that particular mineral that is found or that particular um, a component found in, only in Africa, only in Africa. Let's not even talk about diamonds and gold and lumber and, and this is why it was heavily colonized and not, let's not even talk about human capital. No other, no other place in the world could have allowed, could have, could have produced, could have, could have produced the amount of capital that the human, human beings that were placed in bondage all over the world were able to excise. No other continent could have produced so much human capital to produce so much capital, physical capital. So that he would put the African last tells you right there that um, homie was up to some bull crap, Carl Linnaeus. And I'm gonna get to that in a second too. But you know, as I'm reading this, you know, the homo europaeus, light, lively, inventive, ruled by rights, like they're the people that actually have rules and rituals when Europeans were the people that were in caves dragging their knuckles. So let me just say this, this is a fact. Africans were never in caves. They didn't come out of caves. They never were in caves, never. Didn't have to be in caves. Weren't cavemen, let me just be clear, <laughs> okay? And when you come from caves and lack and famine, where you're fighting over potatoes and you're fighting over everything and you're cold because your temperatures are cold and you're cold and you have to find shelter and you can't find food and you can't, it develops in you a certain mentality. If you're like me, you get a lot of joy out of giving. I love to gift. And I just found this new gift idea called Fab Fit Fun. Actually, you could do it for yourself, but I love to sign people up. I just signed up my mom and she got her box and she's really excited. Now, what is Fab Fit Fun? Fab Fit Fun? Go to fabfitfun.com. It is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products sent straight to your doorstep each season. And they take the hassle out of shopping doing it yourself. Each box is customized to your specific interests. You have to go through and do a little survey of the things that you like and don't like, and then they pack it up and send it to you. So I did that for my mom and she was really excited. And I can't wait to do this for a couple of people's birthdays as I'm already thinking about it. So go over to fabfitfun.com and it's a seasonal subscription box, full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, lifestyle products, retails at $49.99, but with my code, and by the way, all of the things in the box retail at over $200, more than $200, but when you use my coupon code, this is Karen, this is Karen, you get $10 off your first box, so that's $39, at fabfitfun.com, fabfitfun.com, use my promo code, this is Karen, and you get $10 off your first box. Please let me know what you think about it as well. All right, fabfitfun.com, check it out. One would say a warring mentality. One would say, you know, uh, a lack mentality. And a lack mentality produces people who can't stand success in others <laughs> because success in others means something is being taken from you. 
That's a lack mentality. People who come from a place that's warm, where they can walk around naked because it's warm, but they choose not to. Um, and they have fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, a plenty, rice, everything that you can, every food, fruit bearing tree is available to you, animals galore, anything that you want to eat is right there. You tend to not be so concerned about boundaries and what's yours and mine and this is that, this is mine, not yours. I'm just, I'm th these are just facts, right? And you can verify them. But for this man to be uh, lauded throughout history as one of the greatest scientific minds of all time, and within his breakdown of humanity, there's a flaw when you identify the first people as homo, homo after, as, as if they came last, something's wrong with that. But then in his description, again, I'm gonna focus on the homo after because I'm, I'm in that category, right? He says they're cunning, and then the next word is slow. Can one be cunning and slow at the same time? Is that not a contradiction? Let me go to my dictionary and look up the word cunning. Let me go, I'm gonna go. Cunning, you ready? Crafty, wily, artful, guileful, devious, sly, scheming, designing, calculating, Machiavellian, shrewd, astute, clever, canny. Can you be foxy? and also be slow? Can you have guile and craftiness and be slow? And I know he didn't mean slow-footedness. Definitely wasn't talking about Africans in that way, right? Because they, they both dominate in the marathons and in the sprints. Go ahead now. <laughs> but in his description, cunning and then slow. Dude, and then negligent. Negligent, how, how, how? Ruled by being wishy-washy now. In the 1700s, uh, slavery was in full, full force, right? Uh, 1738. So I guess if you're writing from a perspective of people in bondage, do you have a, view, a full view? And when you've never left your Swedish place to see the, the greatness of Africa, all of Africa, not just Egypt, because people like to focus on Egypt. But there's no Egypt without Nubia. There's no Egypt without uh, the folk that came from the south up the Nile. There's no Egypt and all of that brilliance. So all of Africa, when we talk about the Dahomey warriors and the Candaces, and the, who was actually written about um, in, the, in the Bible, when, when we talk about the great warriors, Mansa Musa, the wealthiest man of all time, that's Africa all day long. All religions formed in that, on that continent. How can they be after and how can they be both cunning and then slow and negligent? and ruled by some wishy-washiness. I say all of this to say that it took one person to write something and then the world glommed onto it because it serviced the world's desire to stay on top, right? So if you are European, top of the food chain, you're going to perpetuate this and if you have the ability to market and to write books and to, to publish and to push out because if it's written, then it, is, then it is so, right? So that it is written, so that it is so. And so if you have control over what is written, if you have contr control over the distribution channels, if you have control over how this is disseminated, you have control over the schools, and then you can put into the schools these very doctrines that support the thing that you feel about yourself that keeps you at the top of the food chain, then wouldn't you do that? So I'm not really mad at Mr. Linnaeus for producing this piece of propaganda that unfortunately follows us to this day where people are so wedded to this thing called race that they're willing to kill people 
They're willing to destroy their own nation to hold on to this made up notion of race because it makes them feel good about themselves. But the real work, the real work to feel good about yourself cannot be written about in a book because the truth of the matter is, as I look at these, these terms and, and, and the descriptions of these people, he, did, he made the Asians haughty, stingy, <laughs> ruled by opinion and stern. Like, do you know these people? No, how many Asians do you know? There's billions of them, billions of them. And they can't be categorized with these little terms, but that it was written in a book by some guy in 1738 that we follow it. This is the, our doctrine that we follow in America, at least, and probably throughout, throughout Europe, because why not? Why wouldn't you if you're at the top of the food chain? And if you are the victor, you get to write the narrative. Well, guess what? I have a pen, and so do you. And I have a story, and so do you. And your spirit tells you what the truth is, but also we have real history that we can turn to. And I think it is our duty, and I'm doing this podcast today because I'm challenging everybody who has a voice, who has a platform, that they must fight against this bull crap. And I'm even starting to think about not even using the terms white and black because I'm falling into the trap set forth by Carl Linnaeus and the people like him, whose only goal was to make sure that they stayed on top. But here's the truth of the matter. And if you're listening to my voice and you happen to identify with being white, and it feels good, know this, no one's taking anything away from you because the reality is you can be white and still be mediocre as F, all right? You can be white and still be at the bottom of the food chain and you know it in your spirit because why are you fighting so hard for something that's not real? Why don't you wanna compete on an even playing field? Why don't you wanna go head to head with people? Because you know in your heart, you can't compete. And only a loser would wanna win this way. Only a real loser would want to win this way. So I say all this to say, I'm challenging you to be a real winner. Let's throw off the yoke of this race thing. I'm not black, I'm a human being. And I know that, you know, I'm not saying that in a frivolous way that all God's children, I'm saying that I'm a person. I'm an individual who carries with her certain, certain inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but I also have a particular kind of personality and a particular kind of thought process that is unique to me, and I embrace it, and I love who I am, and I want to challenge everybody to do that as well. And I think this world would be a better place because then we could respect one another for what we bring to the table instead of prejudging people based on some characteristics that some, some very small person that wore a wig and tights and high heels decided to put in a book and then put out and disseminate. And people championed it as brilliant and genius when it was really coward, cowardly and weak. So that's what I want to say today. And I'm going to continue on this path as I finish this. This is actually, I'm on page three. <laughs> I got so much out of this book already. Passionate Justice. I look forward to talking with the author. Uh, it's about one of my greatest heroes of all time, Ida B. Wells, who is an amazing, amazing leader, an amazing human being. But I'm challenging all of you to be amazing in your own right. And let's not um, fall victim of feeling bad. There was recently a video, a woman uh, went to the grocery store and some white man, a black woman from Atlanta, uh, really powerhouse actually in Georgia. She's one of the, a leader there, nine months pregnant. Some white man insulted her and called her dumb and lazy and all this other stuff. And I'm like, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. We know who we are. And if you don't know who you are, find out. 
Make that your mission over the next you know, year or two. Find who you are and then love that person so that nobody can make you, can, can make you feel bad about your existence on this earth because you were wonder, I'm gonna say this until I lose breath, wonderfully made, formed in your mother's womb for a purpose, for a time such as this. Find your purpose too. All right, this is Karen Hunter and I appreciate you joining me on this journey, this podcast. Um, till next time. 